Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. We welcome in our cowpoke playing Red Dead Redemption character Gerard Barrera. Well, how you doing, my fellow nerds? We've got. <laughs> I feel. I feel like a Western accent can't really like. Call can't really nerd, <laughs> like fellow <laughs> nerds. Yeah. I feel like that's more of like so being a derogatory term there <laughs> that our our listeners is theo walski with his kung pao chicken and then we've got jason Dahadio up there crying because he just basically put some hot sauce on his taco bell and realized that it's not the food it's the sauce that gets you <laughs> oh, that's true even i tested that thoroughly <laughs> And we definitely have come to the conclusion that it is the sauce that destroys your stomach and your <laughs> other pieces of your body. I'm just I'm just crying because I'm laughing at the intro right now with <laughs> Jerry's uh, howdy doody. <laughs> <laughs> well, howdy doody, my fellow nerds. We'll just call him Woody the Sheriff from now on. <laughs> no, as soon as he said howdy duty, I have howdy duty time stuck in my head from back to the future now. Uh, how's everyone doing oh, tonight? Doing well. Had a good week. Yeah. How's that heat you're getting hit with out in California? Oh, right? oh god. Man, it's oh what ah, heat? Don't even talk. Uh, it's pretty heat? tough, man. What heat you got? Seventy five degrees? No, it's no, been, no, no, no. It got up to it got up to eighty five. It got up to Oh years. dear Lord. Well, there's places I, like me, I hit 101 last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, man. And it was 95 really, today. I don't know about you, Jason, but it's been really tough. Re- well, flip flops, shorts. Yeah. I mean, pretty much such right every babies. Day. Yeah. Such got, babies. Like, up pretty much right up. every day ensemble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. Not quite hoodie weather yet. That's, that's going to hit 90. Oh, you. man. I, I can't wait. I can't, hoodie weather is coming back soon. Yes, Summer's it is. Over. We've been having I am the- here. We've been giving a little bit more rain, a little bit cool temperatures, and you know the hoodies have been slowly making their way out. It's kind of yeah. nice. Uh, I miss hoodies. I miss hoodies. I wish I could wear hoodies to work though. Oh, I got away with it. <laughs> I'm sure you can, but I can't. So it was like I had my like button-down collar or uh, polo, and I was like, you know, what? I'm cold. I'm just throwing on the hoodie. And they don't care. So. Yeah, I don't get to fly by that. Yeah, well. You know, I've, I've told you. Come on out here. You don't have to worry about it. So. Let's uh, let's get on into the news. Gearbox. The makers of Borderlands. The game we're so eagerly waiting for to come out here in a couple of weeks. It's found, it's found itself in some more legal trouble. Uh-oh. More specifically, their CEO, Randy Pitchford, um, in an article on GameSpot uh, reported by Richard Wakeling over there, um, a new lawsuit has been filed by their former legal counsel, Wade Callender, alleging discovery abuse and failure to produce certain court order documents. Part of this is stemming back to the Late last year, when Gearbox uh, filed a lawsuit stating Calendar exploited Gearbox's generosity and trust for his own personal gain, Calendar countersued, accusing Pitchford for of harassing him due to his Christian faith. Also accused Pitchford of taking a secret twelve million dollar bonus as an advance on royalties, wow. and 
It's also around the same time that uh, Pittsburgh got tagged for uh, leaving a flash drive at a restaurant that had sensitive corporate information on it, uh, you know, about the studio and its business partners, which is 2K, Take-Two, Sega, Microsoft, Sony, as well as had uh, underage uh, pornography on it, which he claimed was barely legal. <laughs> Damn. Um, Damn. Yeah. And yeah, then, and then ten days after that countersuit, it was uh, they filed it against Calendar for uh, fraud and breach of fiduciary. This all this this isn't have been a good year for them at all because back earlier this year, David Eddings, who plays or voiced Claptrap, uh, accused Randy of assaulting him during the 2017 GDC, and Randy called him bitter and disgruntled. I, you know, for for Borderlands, I, I hope this doesn't deter people from buying the game, playing the game, because the devs that have worked hard on Borderlands 3 deserve the game to be played. Yeah, you know? but, you know, when when it comes to the gamers, uh, most people don't really pay attention to that like us. Um, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with uh, the game or I don't think it's going to impact the game. All yeah. that much. I don't yeah, think it's really more there. on the individual side mm-hmm. than anything rather than the company side. Because, like, EA turns us off from games now, but that's because it's the company, not necessarily yeah. the individual. Yeah. And they still well, don't understand why they're thought as the bad guys. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I don't think it's going to hurt at all. I mean, Final Fantasy, for example, you know, every year, no matter what, a new one, every few years, a new one will come out. Everyone will jump on it just because it says Final Fantasy. There are there are some Final Fantasies I do not like personally. I still bought them, still Ooh. played them, still finished them. Mm. Ooh, coming from Jason, that's, I that's know. sacrilegious. I know. There goes your I job know. at Square, man. There goes. Your job. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which okay, I gotta ask you, Jason. Let's segue on it. What what Final Fantasies didn't you like? I mean, the it's please just say, okay. So please it's say Charlie's pieces. Angels. Uh, please say Charlie's Angels. Uh, you didn't Theo, like. don't you dare go. <laughs> that he <laughs> didn't like, not that he liked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Pieces of like all of them that I didn't like. You know, uh, it just. I, I don't want to be called out, but yeah, the, the Final Fantasy Thirteen Three, not my favorite. I never, so, I never got around to playing two or three. Yeah, Thirteen, so, I, mean, I love Thirteen. 13 the yes, first one great. is amazing. Second one, okay, it was like. Okay, you're reaching out, but thirteen three, I mean, I still haven't finished it because it was just not not my cup of tea. But yeah. because it's not my cup of tea, you know, like I still bought it though. I still go for it. Yeah. I tried out type zero, type zero, oh my zero. God. Zero. Yeah. That is a zero. <laughs> zero for the zero. <laughs> I I tried it as well and it's not great. Yeah. But I mean again, it's just you know, cup of tea kind of thing, flavor of the month, but if it has that name People are gonna buy that game probably. You know, hey. they're gonna they're gonna keep it up. And some of us are actually gonna pay for it twice. Cause I decided I'm gonna get FF eight on the Switch so we can have a comparison. Okay. I honestly I wanna see how it how playing it with the dual shot compares to playing it on the Switch. Sure. Square, if you're listening, that is dedication. If you ever feel like giving us some uh free demos. Feel free. <laughs> Dude, I still need to finish FF15 Pocket Edition, and I've got nine on my on my Switch. So, yeah. but going back to Gearbox, though, yeah, it it is it's Borderlands. I mean, it is, and you, it 
it's one of those juggernauts that you cannot just deny. You know, it's it's the same if they're saying, "Hey, Half Life Three is finally coming out." After oh my god, you know, it doesn't oh matter my. if it's the greatest Dude, game or not. People if, are going to buy Half Life Three no matter what. If Half Life Three were to come out, Kingdom Hearts Three fans would have no legs to stand on when it comes to them crying about waiting so many years because. How many? How long have people been wanting Half Life Three? For a yeah. long, long time. So. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, there have been uh, petitions. Yeah. Of people just uh, wanted it to come out. Yeah, people and, can't wait. So it's, and, it's it's the name. It's the name of the game that you know people jump mm-hmm. into. Assassin's Creed, another one. Mm-hmm. You know, who know who knows mm-hmm. where Assassin's Creed is going to go next? But uh, a lot of people love it. It's the same gameplay, same style, everything. Just a different zone. Yep. Yeah. Now, speaking of coming back, uh, Telltale Games is coming back in name only. I might mm. add. Um, so, in an article reported by Jason Schreier over Kotaku, um, a group of investors has secured the naming rights and some of the licenses to the games. Um, one of the guys involved with it is. Uh, Jamie Odeley, who his background is in mobile d- license development. He did Duck Dynasty mobile games and Power Rangers mobile games. Um, uh, Brian Waddle, who's really only worked mostly for outsourcing company Virtuous, but also for the physics software maker Havoc. Um, they're going to move the studio to Malibu instead of being up in San Rafael. Now, here's, here's where I, I don't like this idea is that um, in an interview that Jamie Odeley had with Polygon, uh, he said that some of the original Telltale Games uh, studio personnel will be offered freelance roles with full-time positions possible in the future. Well, that makes sense. Hold on. If you're going to restart Telltale and you got some of those guys still unemployed, bring them back. Don't give them this freedom. Not necessarily, because technically, you got to think of it. it, it it's ex- everything you just said about the guys that are investing in Telltale. In I mean, eventually, this, all of this means that eventually, all those old titles that Telltale had uh, in the in in the bullpen is eventually going to come out. But the thing is, these guys are going to play it safe, so they're probably going to interview them go through the whole shebang like they should obviously they should be giving them their jobs back but they're going to be cautious see where like, i think especially it's- these guys are new investors with the games mm-hmm. that they put out they're they're pretty weak here's my here's my thing with this though is, is that look at brian's one of his primary jobs was for an outsourcing company which means shipping jobs overseas okay Theo and I have worked for a company that outsourced part of their labor to contractors. And they always did say, hey, you do a great job. We'll look at bringing you on as a full-time regular. And they just they, they dangle the carrot. Say, oh, just one more time, it. do it better, do it better. And you never get yeah. it. So like to say something like that, as I think, is a slap in the face to those guys that, you know, for the devs at Telltale that poured their hearts into games like, Wolf Among Us, mm. you know, Batman, you know, Walking Dead, which they were 
partway through Walking Dead when the studio just said, poof, we're done. Yeah. Thankfully, another publisher came in and said, hey, here's some cash. Go finish the episode so everybody can get what they want. You know, and I just think that, you know, to say something like that, that, hey, we'll give you freelance and you may be able to get a full time position. Honestly, I would stay away from that. I would rather have gainful employment. Uh, Totally true. I'm just seeing it as a business perspective. I would be like I myself, if I'm putting money into bringing back something that got closed down or that uh, potentially failed, um, I'd be a little cautious, especially with hiring back some of the people that were in the company that failed. Ultimately, I would say keep the business. Don't hire anybody from the business office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the creatives in the game does. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Bring on the creatives. Bring they, on the devs. They know. They know everything. The the ins and outs of the content that they just purchased. That of course that would be a smart move. But I also do understand a little caution. I, I think it's not as much caution as the if they do bring back the old devs old content creators and stuff like that they're gonna have them finish off whatever they were originally working on Mm. they're gonna finish off those projects and once those projects are done you know they might take a quote-unquote creative difference and via the company somewhere else you know it's not that it's not that hard to imagine that's why i think right now they're like oh we want to see how you work dangle the carrot, you know, just put it right, put everything on a silver platter two feet away from them, you know, and have them finish out their, what their old jobs were and then see if those people will be able to do what the new directors want them to do. I feel that's what they're going for. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to pick and choose you, you, and you, the rest of you we can find someone else to do it. Yeah. I can see that. So yeah, I can see that as well. So let's go back to the, uh, the nineties and pull some couple of games out of the vault that, uh, are famously ones that have kicked everybody's ass. Oh my God. I can't, and, uh, be- I can't believe this is true. It is very true. I, I need shown- you to repeat this to me too. Yes. And it was shown off at the GameStop managers only expo that happened in Nashville. Over the last couple of days, Aladdin and Lion King. Yes, the Super Nintendo and Genesis games, mind <laughs> you, are coming out as a collection in the fall as a remastered edition for Switch, Xbox and PS4. That's crazy. It is. OK, listen to this. It's going to be 1080p. <laughs> oh, wow. It is going to have the original soundtracks of the games. Oh, sweet. No way. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, but this is what's ticking off a lot of people that actually mastered those games and were able to beat them, is that it has a fast-forward option and a rewind option that allows you to fast-forward and rewind to any part of the game. No, that's bullshit. Why? Okay. That's bull, and, sorry. And furthermore, the game will actually take over to show players how to beat the level. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Yes. Total pop out. No this way. Is, so completely <laughs> removing any amount of challenge yeah. for the entire game. Yeah, so that, pretty much. That was the whole point. When those games came, well, 
Aladdin, Aladdin was a little challenging. It wasn't that difficult, but Lion, Lion King, Elephant was, Graveyard, <laughs> was such oh a difficult God. platformer. Like, oh my I, God, yeah. Uh, I've never like those are one of the games that I have to say really got me to rage quit, and that was at Genesis. Like that was yeah. a tough game, I just cannot... because it was glitchy and you still like could get past it, but it was you very can... different. But also like the like the the actual like physical platforms and the code behind it and the oh at the, the time yeah actually look of it like you couldn't actually pinpoint like where the end of it was and where the end of the next platform was so you'd always either like under jump or over jump and fall yeah. and like it was the worst yeah totally uh, totally get it i totally understand that i would oh my god i can't believe that that's yeah, such I, a cop out that's such a cop out it is um and I guess I look at it this way as it's like, well, if it was too hard for kids that grew up in the 90s with these games, think about some of these kids and all they do is play Fortnite. I mean, at, yeah. least, at least they didn't go the worst route and make it pay to win. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. like you have to pay for your freaking cheats in order to know how to beat the level. Dude. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Got to pay with a life. Um, oh, I want to see the trophy list for this game when they come out, just because. One, one, one. The platinum trophy is to beat it without using any cheats, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that that ought to be interesting. I know uh, someone in my household is very excited for that to be coming out, so <laughs> I will be getting it for her on her Switch. So uh, that's that that it's gonna be like a. A different game entirely. Platinum, platinum, platinum. Cheat that away. Really <laughs> um, so another thing that got um, it's coming out here soon is we got Mario Kart Tour is hitting iOS and Android. Hits September 25th. Uh, you're going to have courses that are inspired by Tokyo, Paris, and New York City. And it's going to be touchscreen based. So much like Nintendo's other games, you know, Mario Run and Fire Emblem. It is going to be free to download. We'll see what type of uh, microtransaction it's going to have. Because like with Super Mario Run, it gave you the first couple of levels, and then you had to pay for everything else. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, Nintendo's been doing really well in the mobile sector in terms of Fire Emblem. can't remember the newest mobile game they came out with, but then you've also got Animal Crossing, Super Mario Run. So over on to... The uh, the big Sony PlayStation. So today it got announced and dropped and released that the Spider-Man Game of the Year edition is now available for a low, low price of 40 bucks, including the DLC. Wow. Oh, wow. Now you know what you got to quick. You got to get it. You got to get that next, Jason. Yeah, you have to. Spider-Man is a fantastic game. Other than, you know, other than my little minor beef with it that we've all talked about. But honestly, it is a fantastic game. The the DLC sometimes, you know, it was kind of a like the way the story was going was like, eh, you know, but the mechanics were still fantastic. I think it made it uh, the DLC. This is the first time I've actually really enjoyed the DLC and it was challenging. 
I actually really enjoyed it. So are we allowed to put like talk about part of the DLC now that the game of the year edition is coming out? Are we under a new embargo? No, I think you're fine. Yeah. Okay. I thought the part about black hat dangling out there that Peter Parker had a kid with her was kind of like not really needed. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it did, sh- it did have some intrigue on the, uh, it, it did because technically it's, it's a few years after he's already been Spider-Man. So, I mean, he's already gone through a few relationships. It makes sense. But that being said, I, it's still worth it. 40 bucks. Heck, if that thing was 60, it's, I'd say if you haven't bought it yet, go buy it. So for forty dollars for a game of the year edition is huge. Yeah, well, I'm kind of sad that I didn't wait because I bought it for twenty on Prime Day. So here's the thing though: you get it for <laughs> twenty bucks on Prime. I think the all the DLC is like twenty five bucks. So uh-huh, technically, you're only spending like five bucks more to get the DLC. I mean, you can still uh, now. Jerry, you could just always share games. You know how to share games. Yeah, the, uh, I do know how to share. <laughs> I do. You can, you can I mean, totally, yeah, you can totally borrow it because I'm clearly not playing. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> In true Sony fashion, Great. no problem, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man is fantastic. I mean, it's, it is one of my Platinums. And that's another one, though. You can get the Platinum just by playing the game. No online? No. Um, now, to get some of the extra suits because I spent the tech to- you know, tokens on other things... I did have to go through part of the DLC before I had all the suits unlocked. But that being, it is cosmetic. It really yeah. is. Because yeah. um, yeah. I decided instead of getting some of the suits, I wanted to get the gadgets, upgrade all of that stuff. So, you know, you can play it however you that want really to. does help you. It does. The gadgets do help. And, the, the uh, Jerry, have you fired it up since they, give, they gave out some of the new suits? No, I, I have to do it because... Uh, I have to do it soon. Well, I don't think any of the suits like go away, but uh, no, they don't. They're part of the updates. Yeah, they're part of the updates. After I've seen some of the uh, Far From Home ones, I I want to I want to spark it back up and dude see them in game because they the, look pretty sweet. End of the Spider Verse looks sweet. Oh man, the, I didn't even the, realize that too. They give you the Peter Parker End of the Spider Verse suit. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. And uh, speaking of superheroes on the Sony platform, they did announce the free games for Tuesday. It is Darksiders 3. Sweet. And Arkham Knight. Oh, nice. Well, I already own that. Well, I already own Arkham Knight, too. But those are huge. Those are are some really good titles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually pretty excited for Darksiders 3. Yeah, it's, it's a really good game, guys. Really good. Story-wise, yes. really good. Yeah, so honestly, it's like getting those two those free games is great. That's pretty sick, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, too, is since Spider-Man's going back to Sony now and not going to be in the MCU, you know, I think we'll still get tons more content from the movies into the game when Spider-Man 2 comes out. Um and we'll see as well as what Rocksteady's done because rumor is they're working on a DC property. I think it's another another Batman game. It's been rumored it's Batman the Court of Owls. Yeah, as the villain. I think it's another like I think they're continuing the Arkham series. 
I would like it. Honestly, I would like it to be the Superman game that's been rumored too, because I think they could do some cool stuff. True. I mean, I would like to see it. I, I, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I would want to see it after they come out with the Batman game, obviously, because the Batman game I think will be good, guaranteed. Uh, the Superman game, after all, every attempt, like the Brandon <laughs> like- Ralph video game had promise. I think it was a little ahead of its time, but it was also very repetitive and just all around wasn't a great game, but it had potential, but it needs to be out in this time. So I think it has potential to actually be a good game, a good Superman game out now. Speaking of Brandon Routh, did you see he's going to be doing the uh, crisis on infinite earths? Yeah. And then after that, I guess he's leaving. Oh, yeah, because they've already announced that he's not going to be a regular on, um, what is it, Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah. Um, but he came out on stage for that and flashed the Superman logo he's going to be. Now, there's also now rumor going around that Tom Welling is going to be back. Yeah, I heard that, too. I would, I heard I would love get, that. I heard they're trying to get a couple Smallville uh, regulars okay. to come into it. Um, oh. Give, give me Lex. Give me Mike yeah. Rosenbaum. Yeah, please. yeah. Rosenbaum <laughs> was rumored to come back. Him and Tom um, Welling. Tom Welling. Um, let's get what's his face that um, that played Green Arrow. Um, oh. He's on uh, This Is Us. I, I forget. What? No. He wasn't a great. He wasn't a great. No, but if you're gonna go get, if you're gonna be bringing all these alternate universe guys in, you might as well just go get the Green Arrow. Yeah, but you bring in the good. The the good characters. Soon you're gonna say you want you want the Aquaman, the the guy who played Raphael to come back. What are hey. you doing? Hey now, are <laughs> you griping on Green Arrow as a whole right now? No, I'm talking. I'm griping on Green Arrow from Smallville. That Justice okay. League was a joke. <laughs> you just said only bring in the good characters. So that that made me I'm think sorry, you were saying like don't bring in Green Arrow at from all from Smallville. All right. No, all right. That that say, was the worst. Don't be don't be talking crap. Well, right. I'll be more we specific. Already, Sorry, we already know Chloe can't be in it. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I would say Tom Welling, Michael Rosenbaum, right there. That's yeah. it. Bring That's all you two. need. That's it. Um, but Tom uh, Tom Welling, you know, he's alluded to it, but he hasn't said much. Michael Rosenbaum is still saying he hasn't heard anything yet, but I wouldn't put it past them because they're put they're bringing sending things out with a bang for arrow yeah they they better because uh that was the only good show they ever put out well and flash flash was good it's actually still good is it yeah i kind of stopped watching it's still good it is pretty much the primary dc on cw that's still good yeah everything else is dropped off Supergirl, guys, Supergirl was decent, but it's kind of it's kind of gotten off the rails a little it's bit. Gotten stale. It's yeah, like repetitive for everything for storyline wise. Legends Tomorrow took a break and then like hasn't really bounced back, especially with the weird turn that they did on working with the Time Bureau and everything. And it was just kind of strange. I couldn't get into it because all I kept thinking about was Prison Break. The whole time. Oh. 
Yeah, that's fair. Like, with, with the, literally the two stars from Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> I, I, I get that. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, at least when they were on Flash, it was good. But, like, on Legends Tomorrow, it's just, like, a little too much of trying yeah. to dumb it down and be slapstick comedy. Right. All right. So let's talk about the biggest news from this week. And for those of our listeners, if you haven't seen the D23 trailer yet, I want you to pause the podcast. Go search up the D23 Rise of Skywalker trailer and watch it. Then come back and hit play because we're going to talk about it. So just saying right now, if you haven't seen the trailer, this is going to be quote unquote spoiler for whatever's in the trailer. So what did you guys think of the trailer? Overall, what did you guys think? I mean, it's definitely a good teaser. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It has, it shows promise. Um, I hope it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not one of the, I'm not one of the people who really, really hated, uh, the last Jedi. I, you know, it had, I know it had its issues. I know it had its issues, but I still appreciated it. But it really did have its, its issues. Um, it just looks like, I'm getting the same feeling from this movie as I did The Force Awakens. I'm getting a lot of they're going back to basics. I think they're going to do it true to the original trilogy. Um, I think it's going to be good, and I think we're getting some some surprises. Oh, I think they're ripping off Rise of the Empire and uh, Dark Force Rising and Last Command with this one. The books that came out right there um late 90s for um that was the considered the thrawn trilogy where you have this old jedi master seaboth that has all these clones of luke skywalker mm-hmm. and the fact that in one of the scenes you see them come out of light speed and here is this entire fleet of original star destroyers yeah that is right out of that trilogy because the rebels go to find the Katana fleet, which is old clone wars era cruisers and dreadnoughts to me. I, hmm. I don't think like, honestly for me, I think it's a clone of Ray that we see at the end of the trailer. That Sith that has a double bladed lightsaber, which that design is straight out of the rebels cartoon. Huh? From, from what? So um, in Rebels, the cartoon, so the foldable double-bladed lightsaber yeah. was in one of the episodes where the uh, the Jedi in that, um, I can't remember his captain's name all of a sudden, um, he's in a, having a force vision, and he's in one of the Jedi temples, and he meets one of the quote-unquote guards who has a double-blade. It ends up being the Inquisitor. Oh, um, so that design's already part of canon. I think I think it's going to be in a clone of her. Personally, I think the only second thing it would be would be that it'd be similar to Empire Strikes Back, where she's seeing a evil vision of herself. Like that's, that's my theory. Lock. I think it's an um, evil vision, or what? Uh, yeah, she gets a vision of what could happen with some of her decisions. Which I think it's it's due. She needs to see some of that because she's already kind of showing some dark side tendencies. 
you know, with our anger and everything. You know, and we all know anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Yeah, I think it's just going to end up being a struggle thing. Like, I agree with Jerry. There's going to be like a vision type of thing. That's just going to be a rite of passage that she's going to need to be able to go through her demons, which is going to be herself. Mm. So what do you think, Jason, after seeing it? You know what? I, I don't know. Like, I'm not as deep dive into it. You know, I love watching all of them. They're very super entertaining. You know, it's, it's always peculiar because at the first thought, at the first sight of watching it, you know, just run through, I didn't even think it was Rafe, you know. <laughs> I you didn't really, think it was Ray? I didn't think, well, I mean, because it, it makes me, it makes me think, yeah, that it, it could be like a clone or it could be someone else or like a image or shadow, whatever, because. When was the last time you went to the eye doctor? You need a new, a better prescription. I, I do you need a better tell that was great. <laughs> Dang. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't I I'm not in for the Regos of the Dark Side. Not at all. I think if anything, I mean, it go might, for all those Kylo Ray fans. I think I think they might do that. They might actually <laughs> turn it into the Dark Side and have Ben be the well, uh, be oh the good guys. I really hope that doesn't happen. Yo, like. I don't know why I feel like there's After they want to have he's done he's truly like they want to have what a twist moment you know they could it, could it be that maybe it is legit and she does go dark side yeah. and the whole reference of Rise of Skywalker is Luke actually being back to just finish it I think that I don't so think you think so you think Luke might come back and uh-uh, 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 I don't think so oh, Ray no, uh, Lucas coming back. Uh, no, it, I, I mean, Luke's here's the thing: is every title has always referenced something. Like yeah. Return of yeah. the Jedi wasn't about Luke; it was about Anakin. Yeah. So you got this is why I think that they are going to do the the switch rule with Ben and with Kylo Ren and uh, Ray because that could be interesting because. He does I mean, have he does have Skywalker Skywalker blood. blood. That's a good you know, point. He does have Skywalker blood. They did have at the end of the last one that little uh, that little exchange between them, you know, and yeah. everyone's thoughts are like, you don't know who's good, who's bad, but everyone still don't know like, who's repairing the the Kylo Ray helmet. Yep, like Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren helmet, no, like it. it He's so no, no guarantee that that's Kylo from, preparing from last, it. From Last Jedi, Kylo destroyed it. And he went dark. But it's being repaired to be what? worn again. And the Emperor yeah. even no, says as much that, in he, the teaser. Kylo Ren made his decision. Mm, he, I mean, he, like... He, he, so exactly. This, the, he he tell exactly me there's no turning back from going dark. Not necessarily, but he made he he made the decision as a Sith did. Yeah, so did Anakin. At the though. Very end, but no, no, he didn't. No, no, he did not. He he made it for he made his decision for love because he was tricked by the Emperor saying, "I I can help you figure out how to save her." But do you think she died? That- that, you think that, that, the- that when she di- when he found out she died, that's when he went over the hill and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I have no choice." He, but, do so you, 
Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, do you think that's the same thing that Luke did to Ben before he became Kylo Ren? You know, the whole kill him in the sleep kind of thing? Like, Luke, would Luke, that, saw, Luke you... saw an inkling and he was afraid of what might happen from the past. That's true. But, the, but yeah. that's why he stopped. That's why he hesitated. But then Ben woke up. Yeah, but if, the, if, if he... If it didn't wake up and if he went through it all the way, like if he killed him, then it would have said, oh, okay, like a whole different timeline. But since he didn't kill him, would have would Ben have turned into the dark side after not oh, seeing? We still don't know that. that exactly. That's, that's why but, I think that's that going to be the that turning flip-flop. point for Ben. But that was one of the turning points for Ben. But the main point, uh, the turning point for Ben uh, in Return of Jedi, when he went full dark and made that Sith decision is when he looked at the throne and he asked Ray, join me together. We can, we can take over the, the galaxy. Yeah. The galaxy. There wasn't any redemption in joining Ray. Ray was trying to get Ben to join her, like come back to the dark, or to the, to the light and come with me and, and fight with the rebels. Do we get a cloud city moment with Kylo Ren and, and Ray, where he's just like, I am your brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he made he made that de- he made a completely yeah. different decision. He's like, he 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 wanted to rule. Therefore, he made that Sith decision where he wanted n- power, just power. He wanted it all, and come with me, be my apprentice, be my partner. So I, I don't. No, I, I, don't I, I, I think I, Ben. I think Ben went full dark. I don't know. For, for from my standpoint, like, I've never once really gotten a full inkling that Ben just wants power. For everything that I've seen from both movies, that Ben primarily just wants stability, really, in his life. He wants to be the greatest. Because no. it's, yeah, it's always been like his, par- decision, his parents, made, that's his what, parents that's basically what abandoned him so he could be trained with Luke. He always had a rough thing with his father. His primary oh, teacher tried to kill him. His uh, secondary teacher is this evil lord that just wants to destroy everything, and then always is testing him and trying and being deceitful all the time. So he has like nothing strong to hold on to until he made uh, the decision to kill him and take over his take his place, and also to offer the same. Uh, the same position he was in with his master to Ray as the Sith do. There can only be two, a master and an apprentice. Well, that's new Sith, but that doesn't, you know, stay true. When you talk about the old Republic, there was tons of Sith. So that's and the thing. New Republic that- has nothing to do with what's new now. That was the, Old no, the old Republic. Republic, no, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, now, yeah, they're saying oh, only be two. But I think before that, you know, you had Sith around because we still don't know who Snoke was. No. And but it I didn't think, matter because one, one, it did matter because one, everyone wanted to know who he was. I wanted to know, too. That was obviously one of the loop, the downfalls of uh, Jedi. But. The Last Jedi. But what I'm saying is they were already in that position, Snoke and his apprentice. 
once again, I guess new Sith, but that's where that's where Kylo made his decision. He looked out and into space, seeing the rebels like eventually going to lose. He thinks they're going to lose and die. He looks at the throne and then he looks at Ray. Join me. Together we can take over the universe and so, make it in our image. How do you think That's they're going to make the decision, man? Speaking of throne and power, how do you think they're going to bring the the emperor into play with this? So I I heard some canon news that technically, I guess force wielders, Sith or Jedi mm-hmm. can um be, you know how, like, in the movies you see their ghosts yeah. or, like, their essence? Yeah, they can latch on to objects. Yes. So, technically, they can latch on to a being and, like, kind of reincarnate themselves into or the, a being. Or the Death Star. Po- I mean, possibly the Death Star. But I think... <laughs> I well, think, no, that is actually one of the theories is that Palpatine, because of his essence, latched on to... The Star Destroyer, as he, or not Star Destroyer, but the Death Star, rather, as he's dying. And when you see that first teaser that we got, you know, months ago, way before T, I mean, months ago, right? It is the Death Star sitting in that ocean. Yeah. It's the big dish, mm-hmm. which is right there by the throne room. So he could have easily locked up, you know, latched onto it. But, the question would be is in, in even Jason's point is with potentially doing that whole switch, which honestly, if JJ Abrams does that, I will lose a little bit of respect for him just oh. by going, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're just going to switch them. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, I mean, that, um, I mean, technically that could be the whole story arc of Ray, could that, like could checking that be? out the Death Star. And then that's where she gets tested by the emperor. I mean, you might be right. He might've taken like his essence might be there. And then we see his ghost, which would be sweet. We see the emperor, and then he tests Ray, and then we see the vision of her. As or the Sith. there is the third option with that that he gets her to go dark side. Or yeah, I, so, I, I honestly, mean, there are a lot of great questions. But or there's always the fourth option that it's still. Disney, so they could be pulling a Marvel, and they're doing fake stuff in order to get hype. Also, a very viable. I think this is. I think. I think with this being the last of the Skywalker saga, I think that would be a ballsy but stupid move because you've got Galaxy's Edge just opened up. They need to get. They want the Star Wars fans back, especially after Solo not doing well in theaters and losing them money. So I don't think you're going to see them pull a switcheroo like Marvel because this is a different fan base. Why wouldn't you? Because you would see, I would assume that a lot of the fan base wants to continue to see Ray be good. So, I mean, wouldn't they be happy of that not actually happening of her going dark? at the same time as then people are going to say, why are you putting stuff in to the trailers that hasn't been there? And that's never been your, your style. I can understand if they did it with force awakens and last Jedi, if they'd already been doing that, that's fine. But to, at the end of the saga, start throwing in these little things like, Hey, Ray could be dark side. Oh wait, no mind. That was just joke. I dizzy skating on thin ice with 
Star Wars in the theaters right now. Now, granted, when The Mandalorian hits with Disney Plus, I think that's a completely different story. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't think. I I think you're right in a Disney standpoint, and uh, just overall, I don't think Ray's going to go dark. That's why I, I really think it's either a vision or it's going to be a test of some kind uh, for Ray. I think it's either even though it looks a- super cool. I mean, it really does look cool, but oh. yeah. The only thing I didn't like is that at the end of that trailer, when she unfolds the lightsaber, it looks kind of wonky, you know wonky when she opens it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that style of lightsaber. I prefer you know like the Darth Maul, like the full, full bore, double bladed. Yep. And wouldn't that be something if we just randomly had a Darth Maul show up? That'd be great. <laughs> well, te- technically, he's alive he's, right now. Alive no, he's and not. well. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No. Did he, he die? Did where he, did he? He died in the in the hand by the hands of Obi Wan. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, because Solo is canon. That is that is Darth Maul that what's her face talks to at the end of Solo. Yeah, and Obi Wan is still alive during that. No, he's not. So this is Solo takes place after Phantom Menace. Yeah, Phantom Menace is where Obi Wan sliced him in half. Yeah, he he survived. I understand that Obi Wan is still alive. Yeah, but he didn't kill him. That's he didn't kill Darth. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And I'm you're not understanding what I'm saying. Yes, Obi Wan is the one that killed Darth Maul. That still means Obi Wan is still growing old from the first movie, New Hope. He kills him before New Hope. Look it up. It's canon. Oh, I'm sorry, Jason. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So uh, thanks for, uh, you know, through all, okay, uh, in all honesty, I haven't okay. either. So you're yeah. fine. We're well past statute of limitations now. Oh, yeah. But, but I'm still. just saying, that's yeah, like one of the most watched that that was one of the most watched Rebels scenes. I think oh, I think Obi-Wan, he was just okay, more so wait, pointing Obi-Wan out came the, back for Rebels. Yeah, that I didn't see that. So, OK, if that's in the Rebels piece, then I'm going to give that to you. Darth, that was the final Darth Maul scene. Was that he? Obi Wan's in it. Okay. It's not just Obi Wan, but he he uh, drops Kanan, whatever his name is, all that yeah. that whole crew, because he was an he was his apprentice for a little bit, because he wanted to learn a little bit about the dark side and the holocrons and all that. And then Darth uh, Darth Maul lost everything, and then ended up like you know what my ultimate goal was revenge. Okay. And it was to find. Well, then I will the give guy, you the guy made his life worse. I will yield that to you. <laughs> so, all right, Jason, how far have you gotten on God of War? Um, finally, yeah. Did you finish uh, killing the Valkyries? Uh, I killed one. Killed one. <laughs> I, I that was found like two weeks ago. Yeah, because I haven't been finding them. I've just been playing through the story a little bit. You know, I've been I've okay. been tired from work. Um. Uh, the last thing that last major thing, obviously, uh, right now I'm in Helheim. Oh, okay. So I'm in Helheim right now. Um, I don't know if I'm like, I'm in the middle of it. I just, I gotta find, (laughs) uh, I gotta find the thing to save my boy, boy. The the end of the end of Helheim 
you fight a Valkyrie. Okay, good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I gotta find uh, something for the boy because he's dying. And uh, yeah. Oh, he's on the first trip to Helheim. Oh, okay. So you got yeah. Oh, okay, you, get the, so, you, you gotta yeah. go back. Yeah, you're not gonna yeah, find him. You're, I mean, I'm still like a third. I feel like I'm like almost a third done, quarter done. You know. How do you feel about having the the daggers back? The daggers, that is awesome. Uh, Rona was just ecstatic as well. Now, like watching it. Now get used to playing with both the axe and them at the same time. And if you can learn to chain them all together, you will have a better shot at the Valkyries. So you know what? No, it's funny though, is that, uh, like I was saying last week, I've been upgrading, literally just upgrading the hell out of the boy. Yeah. Now that he's not here, I'm like, God dang it. Like, I wasted all this experience, wasted all this time on him, all this hack silver. He's just chilling. Yeah, just, pretty much. He's uh, screwing me over. But overall, you know, it's it's been good. Having, still having fun with it. Um, like I said, I've only killed one Valkyrie. It wasn't really that hard. I, only took it, I took it down after like six tries. So it was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I expected it to be, like, a lot, like, they're, like, oh, the Valkyries, the Valkyries. No, they're, no, 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 they're, just wait. I'll, I will wait. Just wait. But, yeah, like, and I, mind you, like, after the, on the sixth try, uh, it was a flawless victory. I didn't get hit once, you know, so it was, it's, I, I, I'll look, I'll look into uh, more of it. There, I still get some uh, random death blows out of nowhere. I haven't been opening uh, those side fights yet because uh those are annoying yeah because those are one shotters so uh some of those but overall still having a good time with god of war how far am i am i just by out of curiosity roughly a third a third okay okay i mean the third sounds about right jerry don't you think feel feel like it's about a third yeah, I, I I almost want to say you're close to well, I almost want to say ha- close to halfway done, but no, you're yeah, you're a third, because it, it it like it really does take it really does take a while, yeah. Um, a new shovel knight was just announced on Twitter, guys. Oh, nice! Like shovel knight two? It's called shovel knight dig. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I just watched the trailer. It actually looks kind of fun. Mm. Show a night, Jerry. What are you playing? Red Dead. <laughs> Red Dead. We gotta get the pot. Hey, Jerry. After this, you want to get the pot? We not listen to the intro at all. He's playing Red Dead. <laughs> of course I am. Wait, what? What, Jason? You gonna, you gonna log on? We're gonna get the pot going then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For all, oh my lord, dude! All. Don't we tease him. Let us let us ride like the wind. Don't tease. Uh, ride like the wind. Ride Rob like a the bank wind. too. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> 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 well, all right. Let's go. Let's go ride until the sunset. We're gonna go to wrestle some gators. Wrestle <laughs> some gators. Oh my lord. <laughs> so, uh. Theo, have you fired up any of your gaming systems, or are you still just shooting the heck out of your bow right now? I've been play, playing uh, Cat Quest still. Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy. I love you, this game. I'm it's so, so much fun. That. Dude, I bought it. 
Dude, it's so much fun. I, I have it's, it is up, a pretty lengthy game for how cheap it is and everything. Because I think when I bought it, it was like only 12 bucks. And I'm only at to level 50 for my character. And like the highest cave I've come across is level 200. Jeez. Oh, so, I mean, like I still got a while, which yeah. is pretty nice. So Would I, you say I, you're like a third way done as well? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. But it's a lot of fun, and I like the storyline. It's very punny, and it's it's a good game that you can either spend hours upon hours playing and be okay, or just fire it up for a quick fifteen minutes and be okay with it. And uh, I would like to have you finished some, Fire Emblem? It's well, that's the thing is it's gotten better actually. Oh, oh, so oh, finally, it somebody turns... did a premature kill. Oh no! So hold on. It was. It's still tedious. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. The exploratory mode is tedious like no other. However, battle mode is now introducing what they call paralogs, where you go Mm. out on a mission related to two specific characters, and you get special weapons as rewards for completing them. So for me, I'm in. I'm enjoying it because now I'm getting better weapons for a crew that is already wrecking everything. Just backing it. Just. Dude, I've got a guy that is a. I've got him up to the brawler. Uh, I think it's the brawler. No, the grappler. It's a grappler level, which is the advanced skills, and he attacks four times. Oh wow! I can attack with him barehanded, unarmed, and he'll do like twenty points of damage per swing. So he'll do two swings before the enemy even gets to like do a counter attack. <laughs> it's great. So I'm having fun with it. Um, there's some wonkiness with the story that just happened. So, you know, but it's JRPG, man, you got to there's going to be a point where you're like, ah, oh, this is ridiculous. But then it's going to get better. Oh, you mean always, uh, always do. You mean Final Fantasy Tactics where you're trying to beat the Dragoon? <laughs> All of them. Just <laughs> you, you, any JRPG has that like moment where you're like, oh, God, this game again. Or like, really? But then after you get past it, oh, Colden, like see Magnifique. Yeah, well, uh, I'll give you that one. There's not much else going on in gaming, guys. It's been kind of a little bit quiet there. There isn't much going on for movies either. Like, there's not really any good yeah. coming out in the next few weeks. It's all waiting for Q4, guys. Q4. Holidays. Yeah, yeah September. Holidays. You know, get that. Uh, everybody's going to be cold indoors. You got to have yes. good games. Games in the, uh, in the waiting. Oh, the wings. Nice bowl yes. of ramen and an awesome movie. Shin bowl. Shin bowl, baby. Shin bowl. <laughs> well, you've got Angel has fallen is out. Oh, already actually, came out, which was August. Oh, actually, I've been hearing some good things about that. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I was, heard that it, it was the like, storyline was very predictable. Yeah, but I mean, the action, but it's like like you will guess the entire plot within. The first twenty minutes. <laughs> if you really want to, you could go watch Forty Seven Meters Down Uncaged. Oh God, the first one was just so lame. Did you? <laughs> did anybody watch the first one? The Forty Seven uh, Meters Down. My wife did. Oh, it was just so bad. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. If, um, if, oh, end up curious, Jerry. It's on my account. You can you can watch it. It okay. uh, it chapter two comes out next week. Oh, I'm that would be the only like been waiting for that. I'm passing on that. Oh, dude, 
I'm shocked it didn't come out closer to October, you know, like the whole Halloween thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but there's, no, there's nothing good this week. There's Hustlers in two weeks, that new J-Lo movie, which seems J-Lo. decent. <laughs> but, I mean, nothing really to be excited about in my book. I haven't been a J-Lo fan since Selena. Wow. I'm still, a J-Lo, I'm still a J-Lo fan. Like, I really like watching her with World of Dance. Selena was the making and break it for, for me being a fan. Because, one, it was a great movie, and she did an amazing fan. job. She's not a fantastic actress, but, I mean, still. But, that's what I'm a made, like, fan, yeah, potential, potential from that movie. But that movie also made her think she could have a singing career, which I, I get it. She has a singing career, but I mean, come do on. You're, hold on. Do you remember singer. where she started? Yeah, in Living Color. Indeed. I know this. <laughs> they need, I would love to see them come back with that. I grew up on the Living Color, baby. I would really love to see them come out with that. Oh, like a like a remake, yeah. a remake or like a reboot of the show. That yeah. almost, you know, that almost happened. That'd be nice. It would have been. Um, oh, would have been so. Oh, cool. dude. Yeah, I mean, everything's gaming wise. Final Fantasy thirteen or Final Fantasy eight comes out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we Borderlands three in two weeks. Link's yep. Awakening in three weeks. Yep. Yes. Like I said, it's just slowly, slowly. Well, yeah, and then the we've got uh, November is going to be Halloween as well. Luigi Man, yeah. Yeah, Luigi's Luigi Mansion Man. three. Which yeah. Jason, when are you getting a Switch? Uh, it's actually sooner than it's actually just around the corner. Okay, so when you do, make sure you get a red box. Yes, yes, I completely I red box. Make sure it's red, yeah, for the two point uh, the two point so Switch. The the Switch upgrade from the yeah. classic. So they change yeah. the color box. It's red. Yep. So instead of having a, a switch with like a white background with like a TV and stuff in it, the box mm-hmm. itself is red with just the picture of the switch on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that is the only way you can tell it is the upgraded switch unless you look at the serial number and yep. look at the product code for it. Gotcha. Yep. I know the GameStop right here by me has gotten in quite a few and they've sold them out really quickly. Uh, is there not a chip upgrade for normal nope. Switch when Switch Lite comes out? So Switch Lite is getting the same Tigra chip, but yeah. the, up, the upgrades that's going into the Switch Classic um, 2.0, essentially, is a better chipset. The Tigra, um, what else is it? Um, a little bit better. It's going to get a better, better battery life. It's going to add on at least two hours to the bottom end. And it's uh, it's been tested too. Yeah. Kevin Kenson, the uh, YouTuber that I follow. Oh, there's a test. Did you watch the the video that he did? Classic versus light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was really good. But speaking of testing, really quick, um, did you see that uh, control is? totally flame uh frame dropping on ps4 and xbox is it really it is getting frame rate drops on the ps4 pro and scorpio on the ps4 and the xbox one they were dropping down to as low as 10 frames per second holy wow and the fans were kicking on for control yeah remedy has that looked that looked like it was a quite the beautiful game yeah remedy is pushing the the systems to their max right now Oh wow! I thought it was. I or, thought I honestly called that game to be a sleeper game. I thought it was going to be a sleeper and actually do very well. But wow, or they're just setting up for the uh, next gen. 
or they basically did all their testing on PC. PC. (laughs) (laughs) It's very possible. Like, ooh, let's just test it on the specs for PS5. (laughs) So, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for Crash Game Night with us tonight. If you like what you listen to tonight, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all our our content. Uh, Make sure to leave those comments. That's up with those uh, ratings and uh, ranking systems for like iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Twitter now with our new Twitter account at CGN Podcast. Uh, You've also got me there on Twitter as well. Uh, We've got our Apple News channel and the website, of course, at CrashingGameNight.com. Stay frosty and be excellent to each other. I would like to say thank you, nerds. Thank you for coming with us on this epic journey. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> Western. Peace out, y'all. All right, everybody. Good yes, night. queen. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>